not going down just because of something some stupid adults are doing. Mobile suits. Monday, Monday. Camille's a man's name, and I'm a man! Uh, no carrots, please. Mobile suit? Roger that. Mobile suit. Mobile suit. Change. Although all enemies were defeated, Earth did not change one bit! The commander! <laughs> He's lost it! <laughs> every other day, every other day, every other day of the week is fine! You're a soldier here, aren't you? If you want to be more than just a grunt, you better learn to see the whole picture. Uh, yes, yes, sir. I'm the enemy, you idiot! Miss Matilda! Hey guys, welcome back to another cameo-rific episode of Fanholes Mobile Suit Mondays. Hey, what's up guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts for tonight, and joining me tonight are two of my fellow Gundam enthusiasts who are cameoing... Cameo I can't talk. Two of my fellow Gundam enthusiasts who are camo... Camo... <laughs> I can't say it. Cameo, 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 cameoing, cameoing. I'm like two of my fellow Gundam enthusiasts. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck it, I give up. I can't do it. We're cameoing. We're cameoing all over the place. <laughs> Uh, anyway, joining me tonight are two of my fellow Gundam enthusiasts. Why don't you give a shout-out, guys? Hey, it's Mike. I'm a cameo. <laughs> this is uh, Tony, and come on, pretty baby, tell me what's the word, the word, up. That's, that's by Cameo, the music group. Nice. All right, so this basically, if you haven't figured it out, is just going to be a Gundam fan's Easter egg wet dream episode. It is set at a Gundam fair, and when we open up on the episode, we actually open up on Yuki, who is visiting his father in a hospital bed on life support, which is kind of why in the previous podcast, I made the comparison to Harry Osborn and Norman Osborn. I was kind of thinking of, like, Amazing Spider-Man 2 or something like that. Where is, is it his father, though? I thought it was just, like, the second mage in... Isn't... I, I don't know. Am I am I misinterpreting it? I know it is the second mage in. I just, I just assumed that it was his father. Like, I assumed it was yeah, like, nepotistic, but maybe not. not. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just from, assumed, from last yeah. episode, I think he's faking, so... Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
No, he's not. He's not. He's actually sick. You know, he is. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I know. I guess that's a good point. I guess I just assumed it was. Maybe I'm. That's, I'm in that's error. a pretty good interpretation, though. It might be. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I well, I guess we can we can discuss it. But that that's kind of why I made that comparison in the last episode because I was thinking of it as his father. You know, like that he was basically. I mean, wh- I I don't know. Like, I guess I guess if you had a respect for the Majin role that you inherited, but like to me, it means more if like you go to the hospital and you give your dad some flowers and say, "I disagree with you. I'm not going to do exactly what you do." but here's some flowers and I'm off to do what I'm going to do as opposed to if it was like a president or a prime minister coming to see another prime minister with flowers. And it's like, yeah, I'm sad you're like in this hospital bed, but I'm going to run the office the way I want to run it. It seems like a little different, like set up to me, but and honestly, how. Like with the last episode, it's never been really clarified if Majin is a family lineage thing or anybody can be Majin if they're just really good. Yeah, well, I guess I guess that's probably another reason why that Julian episode pisses me off because that that definitely would throw that into question if he could have become the second Majin because he's not, you know, quote unquote part of the quote unquote family, right? So, yeah. so that that would lend more credence to what Mike was thinking. So. Let's get your mom and go on home. We'll have some time to relax there. I figure we'll have three days of rest, plus three days for some training. And then three more days of rest before the tournament. Hey, Dad, can I ask you something? Hmm? Well, I've just been wanting to know. Do you think we have a chance to beat Cell? <laughs> hey, let's not worry about that right now. We've got nine days. Let's kick back for a while. I guess we'll get into the, the nitty-gritty, because that's only like a brief scene. We don't need to spend too much time on it. But we open up at a Gunpla fair with Gunpla idol Kirara, and she's basically giving us the down low because she's doing her MTV idol host stuff, and she's letting us know that the final round is going to take place in one week. Basically, I was going to kind of compare this episode to... It kind of reminds me of that episode right before the Cell game started, like that kind of filler episode where they just kind of kick back and hang out and stuff, like, you know, Goku and Gohan just kind of sit on the grass and, like, enjoy life before the final battle starts. Like, it's almost, it's it's kind of like that in a way, but also an excuse to basically show tons and tons of Easter eggs and cameos and guest appearances and all kinds of cool stuff in the context of a Gunpla fair within this Build Fighters universe. So if you're a longtime Gundam fan, there's going to be somebody here you recognize. I mean, you may not recognize everybody, but we're going to do our best to go down through the list and talk about everybody who's cameoed. Yeah, I was... I was kind of freaking out about this, like right before I got online with with Mike and he IM'd me, I kept going back to certain spots and pausing. And there's one in particular when we get to it where I was just like, holy shit, they're like, I was like, because I was like looking and I was like, I, I, I kept reading like all the different people. And I'm like, I didn't see that person. That's bullshit. I went back and looked at it and going, no, that's bullshit. That didn't happen. And then I went back a third time and I actually like looked and I was like, Holy shit, they are there! Like, I was, like, freaking out about it. It's kind of like when you read More to Beast the Eye, there's all these, like, fucking 
Armada and like Energon molds, you know, and you're like, oh my god, that's like fucking Jetfire. He's not Jetfire, he's like just a Jetfire mold. But look, it's Jetfire from like Energon, you know. Yeah, and then and then what were you telling me that you and Justin were talking about before in terms of of this episode in particular? It, it seems to be a popular like fan theory that Gundam Build Fighters is sort of like Nirvana for like Gundam characters who have died like horribly or. Like, oh, uh, uh, kind of like fucking Nexus Prime from Transformers. Yeah, almost. Like, yeah, this is like the afterlife, because it's like a bulk of these cameos seem to be people who, like, had a tragic end or something. Yeah, yeah, it, it seems like they're they're Valhalla in a way, you know, the way they can they can basically be happy in this universe, because anybody who has any Gundam experience is probably hailed as a celebrity of sorts you know it seems like in all these cameos they all have these prominent positions and everything although some it's weird i think i think the only thing that would blow that theory out of the water is if you you either have to assume that the people who didn't meet a tragic end in their own shows either eventually met a tragic end at some point or they just died of natural causes and everybody gets to come here when yeah. their time is up, you know, like type thing. So to sort of preserve that theory. I think the, in the wiki, the wikia even says that the director of double O, like you were talking about who directs this as well. Like he, he likes that sentiment. Like he basically <laughs> uh, concurs or agrees with that fan assessment that it's, it's kind of like the Nirvana or, or Valhalla, or whatever you want to call it, the, the this basically a a very happy afterlife existence. Yeah, and of course it's also very meta because, like, as has been well established, like Gundam is a show in this universe. It's like you know all these characters have seen the shows and read the manga, so it's kind of like the Easter eggs are really lovingly done because it's like they aren't those characters. Like Mister Rawl isn't Rambo Rawl. But yeah, fully yeah. fucking Rambo Rawl, you know. It's like, yeah. Well, it's like I guess it's like what would happen if Mister Rawl went to heaven, you know, or Rambo Rawl went <laughs> yeah. to heaven. He gets he gets to be Mister Rawl, you know, like basically. Or, or you could just assume that there are just some really dedicated cosplayers, like in this universe. Yeah, like. yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I had a kid. I don't name him. Of course, him, you like, you'd oh. think you'd think everybody would be dressed up like Char then, though. <laughs> it'd be like it'd be like Wolverine, right? You're like if, if if like the afterlife was the Marvel universe, you know, it's like okay, well then all these you know people who die tragically, like the Jack of Hearts, get to go up to Marvel, you know, Nirvana or whatever, right? But then it's like if you got to cosplay, like then it's like oh, there'd be like 500 guys dressed up as Wolverine or whatever, yeah, no, in makes various sense. in various states of disarray, you know, like. Nope. You got fat Wolverines, small Wolverines, tall Wolverines, <laughs> multi ethnic Wolverines, all kinds of Wolverines. Huge ethnic Wolverines, yeah. In that, in that, in that Marvel Valhalla. So I, I would imagine seeing a, a wide variety of. It's true. It's like Char you know, you know, you know, it's BS because no one would cosplay as Hathaway Noah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and 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 I would I would probably like be tempted to strangle anybody who cosplayed as Quest Pariah. So there you go. And nobody would dress up like Hero Yui just because all he wears is a white beater and pants. Because nobody knows who he looks like. You're being way too kind. So yeah, like speaking of that, like Hathaway Noah and Quest Pariah do make an appearance in front of some food stands. There's also the characters from Gundam Double O. What is it, Lichtenthal and 
Christina. Oh, uh, Leechy or uh, yeah. what do they call him? Yeah, I, I don't know. He has this weird name. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're there in front of the food stands. When we also do a, a pan in the fairgrounds, you can see four Murasame and you can see Rosamia. So they were both from Zeta Gundam. They were kind of like the crazy crazy bitches who went ape shit in the Psycho Gundams and everything. So they're there at the fairgrounds, and obviously both of them had you know. Along with that theme, you know, Hathaway, Noah, and Quest, like, they all came to tragic ends. The double O characters, you know, Four and Rosamia, like, they all had really horrible deaths. So now they're just at a fair enjoying cotton candy and Gunpla and all this cool stuff. Um, You've got Karis Nautilus from Gundam X, and there's Peru uh, there in the background. Of course, you know, nobody knows which one it would be, but there's definitely was a Peru in the corner there of the fairgrounds and everything. And then there's also characters from Mobile Suit Victory, like Rinda de Paloma and the Duker from Victory. Then we see this cool little Disneyland-esque spinning Haro Cup ride, which, <laughs> if anything, this fair seems to be a big, giant advertisement for... Japan to make a Gundam land on the scale of Disneyland. That's what it seems like to me. So much like the teacups in Disneyland, there is a spinning Haro cup ride. And who is on that cup ride? But the three kids, the three orphan kids from the original Mobile Suit Gundam, Cats, Kika, and Let's. So I was kind of happy to see them. Like, that's something where I was like, oh, look, it's the kids from the, the original... Cats is is still alive. He didn't, like, bounce off a rock and die. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. See? Yeah, and and no offense, Japan, if you could build a four-story tall Gundam that lights up in the middle of the night, you could do fucking Gundam Land. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Report to the bridge. Regardless of age... Kiko, stay in your room! We're all supposed to go, aren't we? Another clip we see Minerva Zabi and Haman Khan of the, you know, basically they were mainly featured in Gundam Double Zeta, and they're in the middle of a Gunpla playground. And as Tony alludes to, the actual real-life Gundam statue, the as, as they would call it on this show, the one-to-one scale Mobile Suit Gundam RX-78 statue, was relocated from Odaiba just for this festival. So it's kind of weird. Like, you wonder, it's like, obviously in this universe, just like in our own universe, there is a one-to-one scale Gundam statue. Unlike our universe, there's actually a life-size one-to-one scale suit of Shars Zaku. And, And this is kind of what I alluded to at the beginning of the show that freaked me out, because... When you look, there's a couple pans of, you know, and it's slow, kind of almost uh, Star Trek the motion picture, like Brian Singer paying homage to Richard Donner pans of these statues. And to my knowledge, there's not a real one-to-one Zaku statue, but there is a real one-to-one RX-78 Gundam statue in real life. And... yeah. When they do the pans, I was like, yeah, okay, fine. But in the Wikia, there was all these listings of characters. And I'm kind of like, I I don't 
I was like, I don't see any fucking characters. Whatever. I didn't notice anything. They're they're so small. Like, how could you? And I'm like, think of it. I have like a freaking 55 inch high def television that I like to watch this on. And I'm like, I don't see any you know, characters, and I went back, and I freeze-framed it, and I'm like, I, I don't know what they're talking about, I don't, uh, you can barely make out anybody, and then I read the details, and I actually paused it and looked at it, like, right before we started this podcast, and I was like, holy fucking crap, like, they really, like, if you look at it, they basically say, look between the Gundam's legs, and you'll see uh, Jared Mesa, and there's a blonde dude who looks like he could be Jared Mesa, even though he's like a pinprick, like, scale <laughs> size. Like, you could see Jared, and I was like, wait, wait a minute, that is Jared. And then, like, right next to them, it's like Camille and Four, and I was like, wait, what? I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, look at how small they are, and they're fucking there. And, like, if you look off to the side, like, it's not even on the wiki, but they, they mention on the wiki Amara Rays and his Londo Bell like outfit or whatever but if you actually look next to that gate on the right hand side it looks like he's standing right next to chan too like if you actually pay attention and that's not on the wiki and i'm just like and then they talk about like saji crossroad and louise halevy and i'm like uh, it's hard to see because they're right in the middle and the subtitle kind of covers them up but like if you actually like look like and, and pause it and stuff they're all there and I was just like, holy fucking crap. Like, that, <laughs> I, I was, I was like, because I didn't even, I was like, no, they're not there. They're so tight that nobody's there. And I was like, they're really, I was like, they really are there. I was like, that, I, I don't know, that, that impressed the hell out of me. I was, I was freaking out about that. <laughs> A lot of detail put into it. Well, well, we always hear about, like, you know, the term fan service in anime. And sadly, that usually means a panty flash. I think this is actually, like, good fan service. This is, like... Well, this is, yeah, it's it's like Easter egg heaven. This is like, if you watch Gundam for a while, which I, I don't know a lot of the people you talked about, because, I mean, I know the Londo Bell song, I know Char's Counterattack and stuff like that. But, like, you know, some of the later series I haven't watched, but that is still really, really cool, not because they put them in there, but because they did it so quietly, you know? They didn't, like, you know, like, you know, like, oh... What are you doing? Getting cut, Kenny? Yeah, sorry, my name's Amaro. How are you doing? You know, it's just, just like you said, Easter egg heaven, you know? Yeah, well, you I mean, have I to imagine... Know your stuff, basically, to get yeah, a lot yeah. of those cameos, yeah. I, I mean, I would imagine you, you would have had to have passerbys anyway. Do you know what I mean? And they, they must have just said, well, hey, let's throw in some recognizable, you know people going to this fair. I mean, I guess that's the whole theme of the show, but even in that wide, wide-ass shot, I mean, I was just like, that's, I don't know, that's fucking incredible, because I'm like, I didn't even fucking notice that shit, and it's like, I went back and looked at it like two or three more times, and I was like, on my own, I couldn't figure it out, but then when I started reading, like, basically, like, I needed fucking uh, a, a map and directions, like, direct me to where Amaro is, oh, he is by the gate, you know, like, oh, okay, and then I went, holy fucking, he's between the legs, and I was like, holy shit, he is there, so... Yeah, I was I, I was freaking out about that. It's kind of like Where's Waldo with Gundam. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, it's very much like Where's Waldo because it's like they're they're not, they're not they don't always jump out at you and everything because there's this whole sea of of uh, attendees at this this gunpla fair and everything. You gotta have better instincts if you plan to breathe new life into the world. 
Revolutions are dreamt up by intellectuals, but their aims are so unrealistic, they'll stoop to drastic measures. The radio signals, from where? Following the revolution, the worthy passions for rebirth are swallowed up by bureaucracy and mediocrity. Intellectuals dislike this, so they disassociate themselves from society and politics to become recluses. I'm not planning to breathe new life into the world. Another thing that is interesting, like, I, I, I sort of showed my ignorance on this series as we were podcasting, and I still haven't seen it, and I was thinking maybe this might be something good for us to do on a future show. Ba basically, during a Gunpla Idol Kirara's broadcast, where she's trying to uh, fill everybody in on everything that's going on on the fair, and, and she's on the, the TV stations and everything, you see all the cast of the series Model Suit Gunpla Builders Beginning G. And that's why, you know, before I was like, what's Beginning G? Like, where does... Where does Reiji get that mobile suit from? Is it a real show? And Mike had mentioned it was kind of like Build Fighters. And I guess in the sense that, you know, it deals with fans of Gunpla and everything like that. And it's actually like a three-episode, I guess it's like an OVA or something. So the animation looked pretty cool. And I guess it's supposed to be kind of apropos because... Basically, that series begins at a festival, kind of like this fair that they're at now, and they actually go to Odaiba to see the, you know, the real life RX-78 Gundam in Japan. So that's how that series opens. So it's kind of supposed to be, you know, very appropriate, basically. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think there, there, as far as I know, I tried to research it. I think there's only one episode of it subtitled at the moment, but still, I, I think it might be fun to, to eventually yeah, cover like that. The only, the only thing I knew was that it was sort of like a prototype to this series. So. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it definitely seems like that is correct. The, the animation style is obviously a, a little more higher end because it's only so many episodes, so that I guess they could put more money into it. It looks... It looks kind of like, like more, uh, 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 the character designs are a bit more realistic, like kind of like the animation, like the way they would do, mm, like Welcome to the NHK or Fooly Cooly-ish, like, sort of. Like Wings of Honey Masai or something like that? No, no, more more like, like, like GTO or something. Oh, okay. Like, like a little more, a little more sort of real i don't know it's hard for me to quantify that i know it's all animation and they all don't look like really real yeah, but... I'll, I'll be the guy that says it's not so much big eyes and round faces but, yeah i mean i i don't know it, it just seems like build, build fighters obviously is bright and colorful and shiny and and that series you know just uh, as a quick outer glance like viewing it for a few seconds it looks a little more like shaded and sort of has a little more detail in terms of the, more, the, the way the animation style is. More, more muted, more, like, realistic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's the only way I can sort of quantify it. Those characters are actually entering a little sort of circus tent or whatever it is, which is basically designated the, the free battle pavilion where basically anybody who's at the fair can fight against anybody else. And they're just doing it. You, you think at the time they're just doing it for fun, but it looks like there's actually a little mini competition going on where they're actually, whoever competes in the free battle pavilion is actually going to win like a year's supply of gunpla models. Yeah, I get so that's what they're yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's funny because you can see like 
you know, some of the previous contestants like Rainer Sizomer is there. And he's basically getting his ass kicked by this custom death psych that's slicing him up and everything. And he's sort of crying at every turn because all these little kids are kicking his ass, basically. And you you can see there's a, a cameo from Olba and Shaggya Frost. The Frost brothers are there from Gundam X when they pass that stage. And then there's a pretty cool scene. I, I chuckled a lot at this. Takashi Lori is still hasn't really figured out that... Rinko Lori is cheering on Sai at the tournament. So, you know, of course, when we last left him, he, he had made his way all the way back to the shop and it was closed. And he's like, where are you, my wife? And all this other stuff. And so he's seeing Gunpla Idol Kirara broadcast live and everything. And he can see in the background, he notices because he's a loving and wonderful husband, even though he's abandoned her for so long. But we know it's for a good cause because he's part of like the secret Gunpla police task force like he totally like hones in on his wife in the background as the gunpla idol is broadcasting and he's like of course you know like my my wife is cheering on my son like why didn't i think of that before and there's this funny ass moment where you we can see char asnoble is there and he's in his cool as a cucumber white suit from the original mobile suit gundam and there's this word-for-word quote where he answers him, and he says, because you're a spoiled kid. And it's basically the same line that he says in relation to Giran Zabi when he asks why his, his brother Garma was sacrificed, you know. And so it, it, that just kind of made me crack up, and I was like, <laughs> that's Te- awesome. Takeshi's like, shut up! Like, like yeah, dude, yeah. Like, he runs off. <laughs> Romance on the front lines. <laughs> Same spoiled rich kid. Yeah, I mean, you know, we were kind of talking about the last episode before this one, how it was kind of like filler, and filler for not a good reason, as it just brought in a lot of stuff just to be an episode. This is the kind of filler you want to see, because, sure, it doesn't really do anything to progress the plot a lot, but... As far as the Build Fighters universe, you're like, this makes sense. You see so many cameos. You see all these characters that you're familiar with who all these characters who are in the actual show idolize and want to be like or, like, you know, at least respect as far as the show that they've watched. And it's like, that's really cool. You know, it's like, I don't it, – it, it's basically like the Comic-Con edition of, <laughs> you know, Build Fighters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a hell of a lot of fun. I mean, you know, even in that same scene with Char and Takashi Lori, like we can see in the background, like uh, there's Lala Soon there, like licking her ice cream cone, and she's got one for for Char. You know that they're waiting in that you know cityscape and everything. Now it's interesting though because. Like we were saying, if this is Gundam Valhalla, you know, if this is Gundam Nirvana and all these people went up to heaven, but Psy Lori is a Gundam expert, as we've seen, and he's memorized all of Amuro's lines. Like, don't you think if you were Psy, like, you would lose your shit if you, like, saw Amuro, like, hanging out at the (laughs) gate or, like, you know, if, if he ran into Char or Lala soon? Like, if I saw, like... 
la la soon. Hell, if I saw fucking Lex Luthor or Superman or even Batman in real life where they were just like, hey, dude, what's up? I'm Bruce Wayne. I would have been like, like, oh, my fucking God. Like, <laughs> yeah. I would freak out, you know, so I, I, I think that's kind of funny. Well, I, well, what you said about the cosplay thing might be true, too. Like, the the theory that this is Gundam Valhalla is really cool. But at the same time, just like, you know, like Reiji says he's a prince, you know, from another land. And they're like, no, you're not. You fucking, you fucking silly doof. We love you. Maybe that's how these people see it. They're like, oh, that, yeah. that guy looks like, you know, Char Aznable, but... He's not Char Aznable, even though he probably is. They're just like, yeah, oh. that, that's kind of cool. Like they, that, the, the people, the citizens of that universe, just think of them as really dedicated cosplayers, but they're actually the the real characters who have, you know, graduated to this this bit of Gundam heaven. You know, that, that's that's very interesting, Tony. I like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's just it's just this is what happens. Everybody loves Gundam so much, they'll dress up like them and go out to a fair. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and there's no there's no questioning it. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be you'd be you said you'd get excited. You'd be like, "Wow, Amaro Ray!" And oh, uh, Chan, like hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, "Wow, Amaro Ray! Holy shit, Quest Pariah, Choker, kill the bench killer!" <laughs> I'd freak out and everything. And and even man, if I saw Yazan, I'd punch him in the fucking face. Like, <laughs> Uh, you son like, of a bitch! He's like, why are you punching me? I'm just a cosplayer. You son of just, a just, like Ch- Chan would just be like, I was Amaro's fourth choice. <laughs> <laughs> you only suck, kinda. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, and, and like this this episode, like you know, like you're saying with like all the detail, it's like the Gundam Bill Fighters is a really well animated show. Anyway, I mean, it looks really good. I don't think we've ever really hit on that before. It's like, you know, we, we've talked about how we like the fights and we like the characters and the story is good and it's humorous and serious and all that stuff. But it's really well animated. I mean, it's really yeah. clean, really good it's looking. Really, really consistent animation. Yeah. 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 And, this, and they, they, do a, they do a good job of capturing all these cameos. I mean, you could you could run into a situation where you have all these cameos, but you're like, who was that? Like, because you're not sure. But I, I mean, the the only stuff that I was unsure about was only because they were so damn tiny. But I mean, when you see these these close ups and these big extravagant pans, I mean, there's no question the the people that you're running into and and the characters that you're seeing. I mean, they all look like they they fit within the Build Fighters universe, but they also look exactly like who they're supposed to. Yeah, and and that that's also cool. You know, it's like there's no disconnect. You know, it's like you, you can recognize them. But you're not like, what the fuck are they doing? You know, it's like all Gundam people, you know? It's like, I guess the best way to put it is like, it's hard to quantify it, I guess. But it's kind of like if you're like reading a Marvel comic book and, you know, Peter Parker walks past, you know, uh, Daredevil. He's wearing the glasses and he's wearing his like, you know, his three-piece suit to be a lawyer. And he's got like a cane. And you're like, was that Daredevil? That was fucking Daredevil, wasn't it? Not quite the same, but it's still the same. It's like you recognize who that is, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
definitely. And and I guess just moving along with with what basic plot there is in this episode, we we see Miss Rinko Laurie, and she's talking about how her darling, which we know she's referring to Takashi, was so cool back in the day and everything. And China and Isla are busy eating these Haro shaped cookies because we're in this wonderful Gundam Gunpla Fair and. You know, Isla basically decides she wants to build her own Gunpla, and she asks China for some help, and they run off to build uh, Gunpla together. And in the meantime, Chairman Mishida and Miss Baker are still sort of plotting and conniving, but Miss Baker is basically saying he should be pleased with the increase in sales and how this fair has done so much for Gunpla and, and the sales and everything. But, of course, the chairman is still concerned. He's like, well, what if Reiji still wins, you know? And even though Miss Baker is positive that the Majin is going to win, she has another ace up her sleeve, and it looks like they've called in Christopher Eccleston, Dr. Nine, <laughs> just in case, and so he, he basically enters, and it looks like there's some kind of conniving going on between the three of them for this final battle that's eventually going to happen a week from now. And meanwhile, you know, we cut back to Sai and Reiji, and they're still enjoying the fair and all the free food and everything. And Tony's boy, Mao, shows up, and he is super down in the dumps. He's like, my Gundam X Mao is destroyed, and Misaki-chan is gone. Like, my life is ruined. How and then this happened to me? Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like the little orange that is like the sad emo orange and everything. That's, yeah. that's basically Mao right there. You know, Master Chinen is there to kind of shape him up, I guess. You know, raise his spirits in his own unique way by putting the fear of God into him and dragging him away. You know? so. <laughs> yeah. That's what makes me so mad about, like, how Mal got beat last episode, which we were talking about last episode. But it's like, besides, say, he's, like, the best model builder. He's, like, he, it's been shown he's, like, the best at building models. And it's just like, oh, why are you going to, like, tear him down so much? You know, why are you going to be yeah. so mean, you know? Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. So, so again, we're, we're going through and seeing all these Easter eggs and cameos and everything, and we see that the hostess of the free battle tournament, which we described before, where everybody's fighting in Gunpla matches to win a year's supply of Gunpla, is actually hosted by Rain from G Gundam. <laughs> which, which I guess would would again call into question, like she did not really die a tragic death, like she actually had a happy ending. So there's, if if that theory holds true, there's no reason for her to be there other than maybe she died of old age with Domon Kashu, and then she wants to be remembered as the hottie boom body that she was in the little, you know, G Gundam suit, little but, black and pink spandex thing. Oh, uh, oh. You know, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and then, of course, we see some of the people who are competing in the free battle tournament, and my man, Eddie Haskell, is back, <laughs> and he's looking to win the free gunpla swag. Well, this is actually Satsumu Suzaki, but yeah, I like to call him Eddie Haskell. So Eddie Haskell is back, he's trying to win that free gunpla swag. He ends up beating up Gonda, 
from remember Gonda? He's in like a turn X suit and everything. I was like, remember him? Remember Alpha? The gorilla Fox? guy, yeah. From yeah, like yeah. The so, third or fourth episode. I heard yeah, that. yeah. So, so he's back. He was the guy who we all thought was like the PE coach, but he was actually a freaking student and stuff. <laughs> like, so he's he's there competing. And Eddie Haskell pretty much owns Gonda, even though he's in the turn X, which sort of disappoints me. It's like the Moon Knight butterfly does nothing, but it's not quite as awesome as I think it is in Gunpla Battle anyway, I guess. Just what is that boy trying to prove coming all the way out here? <sighs> you peaked, right? <laughs> You know, Sai and Reiji end up, you know, coming into this free battle tournament area, and we see Gonda's there, and he's wishing him good luck in the final match and everything, and, you know, Eddie Haskell is basically saying, like, I'm only there to watch you guys because you're my competition, you know, like, he's trying to, you know, and they're they're kind of, this is that's kind of too early for that, I guess, for 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 next year's tournament. He's like, we still gotta we still gotta fight this year's tournament, Eddie Haskell. We can't be jumping to next year's tournament. And then all of a sudden, Eddie Haskell thinks he's won like all the Gunpla swag for the year. But then Ricardo Fellini shows up to totally pwn him in his Gundam Fenice, and I don't know how to say that last word. But uh, yeah, he's in his new he's in his new Gundam suit. And he basically defeats Eddie Haskell pretty easily. And Cyan Rage. Felicia or something like that. I forget what it's called, yeah. Yeah, I forget what it was, yeah. Some other Italian word that I should probably know, but I don't. (laughs) He's good in (laughs) obligatoni. No, it's. I, I probably butcher it. It's it's R I N A S C I T A. Racinti. Resintia? I don't know, something like that. And when Eddie Haskell loses, he screams like a little girl. Like, he's like, <laughs> oh, 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 I got it. I like, I like uh, Say and Ragey's commentary on it. Ragey's like, this is kind of like bullying, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it's like, you know, like a world tournament player, like, comes in and beats up a bunch of kids or something to win, like, the prize. Well, well I, I... I will give Fellini this. Is like he he got kind of owned by Isla that last time, and I mean you need a little bit of ego boost every now and then, you know. It's true. You know, he, he got he got he got pwned, as the kids say. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, get back his swag, as you said, <laughs> Derek. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he wants he wants some gunpla. He wants a year's supply of gunpla swag himself, I guess. China approaches and. Uh, you know, basically, like, Sai's wondering if she's building a new Gunpla for herself. And as she starts to explain, we are again treated to a ton of cameos in, I guess, what is the Gundam building area, or the Gunpla building area. And we, we pan to all these model building tables and all the people that are seated at them. And so from Zeta Gundam, we've got that group of kids, so much like the original Mobile Suit Gundam kids on the, the little Haro Disneyland teacup ride, we see Henkin Banker, Quom, and Shinta, and they're all there, and they're, they're building a Hizak model. We see Domon Kashu's family, 
and they're building the God and Spiegel Gundams. So. He's building those Gundams with the help of KOJ! <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and, and, and it's kind of based off of like the, the family photo that's, that's from the original G Gundam show and everything. Yeah, I, I got two G Gundam like cameos this episode. I'm pretty fucking happy. So yeah, yeah, I think everybody everybody gets some some nice representation in this. You know, China explains to to Sai and Reiji that she's not building a new model, but Isla is, and she's helping her out and everything. And then when they finally arrive there, they're actually kind of surprised to see that. President Yuki is there, not in his Majin identity, but just as plain old Yuki. And he's actually kind of instructing Isla on how to assemble some of the pieces and everything he's, like he's that. He's doing his uh, James Franco, Harry Osborne bit again, like he did yeah, in yeah. China like early on. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, I was surprised, surprised Reggie's like, get away from my woman! <laughs> I'm just saying, when you put the parts together, you got to put it in the Z connector. And I'm just saying, you know, like, you know, like, <laughs> you got to read between the lines, Isla. He's telling you to assemble pieces. Don't you get it? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I would be jealous if some, some President Yuki type guy was telling my girl how to build Gunpla. So, but that's just me. Yeah. And, and what is Isla's Gundam? I guess we should say. Well, she hasn't finished it yet, so we'll we'll save it for the end. Okay. So. She's she's busy building it. She's she's gonna complete it by the end of the episode. And meanwhile, she do it better than Ragey. Ragey like has proven he cannot build Gundams. Right. Right. That is true. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Metal Gear Solid Niels Nielsen is spying on a bunch of tankers, which are basically carrying. Plovsky particles, and he basically is doing his usual Batman shtick where he's like, too many people came to the fair. That means they've got to haul in more particles. You know, so he's basically doing his detective work and everything. And it's kind of funny, though, because meanwhile, Caroline sneaks up behind him, <laughs> and it's funny because she's like, I'm here because you're my new fiance. Say, and yeah, like, we forgot about that, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. And and like and like the way he, he's got this line where he's like, our relationship has gone forward. Like the way he says it, it's like with such disbelief. Like he's like he's like my that 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 is fast. Like before I was your boyfriend, and now all of a sudden I'm your fucking fiance. Like how did we make that leap? But, you know, and, and it, yeah, it's very, very amusing. You are hot. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, that was interesting, though, that as far as the Plofsky particle tankers, because up until this moment, I thought Plofsky particles were just generated by the field. I didn't know it was like actual like fucking mutagen from turtles. You had to plug that shit in. <laughs> you know, yeah, you probably you probably have to you know kill trees or something to get Plusky particles. We'll probably find out something, you know, murder murder seals or something, so everybody can be all angry about it or whatever. Yeah, no, all right. <laughs> Once the trucks start to leave, you know, Caroline is basically saying that you know she can get you know one of her servants to help trace it 
you know, track it down and everything. And, you know, Niels is doing his Batman detective skills and is like, I already know. It's headed for the Plutsky Particle Plant. You know, so he's he's all on board. He knows what's going on and everything. And then Fellini's got a new challenger, Mike. Why don't you why don't you tell us about Fellini's new challenger in the the gunpla match that's the, going on there? They call uh, Kirara shows up in her uh, what is the Gerbera Tetra from like man that's from like what, what was the last time she used that like in her de- debut episode? Like, yeah, third yeah. or fourth yeah. episode. Yeah, and <laughs> she, he pretty much what do you call two two. Minimize the chance of no nookie that night. He has to pretty much take a fall. <laughs> yeah, this is funny as shit. I'm like, he throws the fight. She's like, she's like, you better go easy on me. And he's like, he's just like, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we established that like Carrara is obviously of age, and uh, Fellini is obviously of age. So that there is going to be sex happening if he takes the fall. <laughs> I just like how they're like like she like like is like got a, has his suit and like a bear hug and he's like he's reacting as if like he's there or something. He's like, please stop, like Yamate, like <laughs> stop. Like, and, like his well, it's suit funny. Is it's blushing. funny. Yeah, his suit is blushing, and then like the that look of disdain or or sort of flat look on on Greco Logan Rainer and Luang Delara, where they're just like, okay. <laughs> it's like the look of like Fellini is pussy whipped okay but hey you know what honestly as far as Kiara Dynamidal yeah you're like who wouldn't it, be wouldn't yeah be? you could do worse sir you could do worse <laughs> so, yeah. who wouldn't be pussy whipped in that situation yeah so again one of my favorite Gundam series uh, cameos here in this moment, and we see Al from Mobile Suit Gundam Double Eighty War in the Pocket, and he's piloting this other. I guess it's some kind of. I don't know what it is. Like they called it a Breaker Division Winner suit, but I don't know. It looks more like a Zaku to me than a Gundam. I think it's one of the submarine suits. Okay. So, but basically you can see, like, you know, Christine, Chris McKenzie and, and Bernie Wiseman are there in the back. It looks like they're, you know, they're a couple and almost like he's their son in this universe and they're cheering him on. Like, that's that's clearly the the epitome of, of having a tragic ending and then coming to the Build Fighters universe and having a almost nuclear happy family, you know, where it's like, look, I won, yep. I won. And everybody's Bernie. like... Bernie is the meat in a, in a, or Al is the meat in a Bernie hamburger. <laughs> like he's got all the, the 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 necessary ingredients for a hamburger. It's not just the meat anymore. <laughs> so wait, are you trying to say Al's the buns? Okay. I must say, I, I feel yeah, uncomfortable right now. <laughs> I, I screwed that analogy up. Yeah, <laughs> Bernie should be Al. the hamburger. Yeah. Yeah, Bernie. Bernie is the hamburger, and Chris McKenzie is the the fine, fine tomatoes and lettuce and whatever. And Al can be the bun, I guess. I don't know. Oh, I was gonna. I, I think uh, what he has is a Zagok model. Okay. Zaku suit. It's like the yeah. the submarine underwater one. Yeah. I don't know. It looked like something that was like souped up. 
because it had like a yeah, pair I think, of katanas I think on it. I think it's customized, yeah. Thing. But I, but, it, but it, it definitely it definitely was a Zeon type suit, though, right? Yeah, it, yeah. it had a, a mono eye, so. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, we, which I think is interesting, because I guess that means he sort of takes after Bernie, even in that universe, you know, like, which is, is that's, that's very interesting. How's Lieutenant McKenzie? Alive, sir, just unconscious. What about the Zaku pilot? Nothing left, sir, a pile of hamburger. Also, there are cameos from Warren Trace and Adelo Henrik, who are from Victory Gundam, and it's basically this large pan, but they're the two kids that are up in front that are running on the right-hand side. And then you can see Kai and Miharu from the original Mobile Suit Gundam, and they're actually off to the left-hand side, but at the front of the table, and they're building a gun cannon and a dom. And then you can see in the back, of course, this will be a callback to our earliest episode, our first episode that we've ever done, which was on Mobile Suit Gundam F91. And we can see the Rona family. So we've got, and they're building a Rafflesia. The Rafflesia, the, the, the yeah, giant so bell pepper of doom. Yes, yes. So they're they're building that in the background. And then there's a cut to more folks, and I was cheering about Uso being there. It's basically the Ewan family, so it's Uso and his family from Victory Gundam. And of course, I haven't seen Victory, but the, the, I'm sure do his parents die horribly too? Like, I, yeah, I'd imagine. <laughs> basically, like in that series, like ev- everybody dies like horribly. Like, <laughs> That's what like, I figured. Everyone. Yeah. Like it's 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 not pretty. I by episode nineteen, I was like, oh my god! I was like crying and everything. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's sad. Yuki is is pleased, basically, you know, in his regular Yuki identity, but he, he's very pleased that. All the folks at the fair are enjoying Gunpla, and Reiji sort of makes the comment, like, he's like, yeah, this is kind of interesting, like, you're, you're not the Majin today, like, you're not dressed up as the Majin, and, you know, he makes some kind of snide comments about how the costume, costume kind of hurts and everything, but they, I guess they have a more serious discussion where, you know, the side deduces that the reason why he dropped out of the regional qualifiers is because he was assuming the responsibility of being the third Majin, and Yuki basically indicates that Sai's correct, and he, he kind of, he apologizes, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm sorry, I had to drop out of it, and, you know, Reiji's like, oh, no, you know, we're, we're gonna fight anyway, this is gonna be awesome, like, it's no big deal and everything, and, and it's kind of interesting because there, there is some hint at when, when he was visiting the second Majin, you know, whether it's his father or not, but when he was visiting the second Majin on his deathbed, he makes a note of saying that not only is he not going to sort of adhere to the second Majin's strategy of victory at all costs, but that there was a man who taught him the true joy of Gunpla. And he reveals that to Sai, and he reveals that it's actually his father, Takashi Lori who kind of taught him the joy of gunpla, which is kind of interesting. Like, I mean, it makes perfect sense, but, you know, you it's kind of a surprise, too, because, you know, you, you, 
I don't know. I never, I never thought that they had any interaction or anything like that. But it seems like he, he has a much bigger influence. You know, I guess being a world champion and then also being part of like the 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 Gundam secret police or whatever. You know, like his his influence you know stretches far and wide. So you know, and and you know they describe. I don't know. It, it's it's kind of this this back to this gunpla is serious business stuff where you know to them gunpla is representative of of freedom. You know, you can do what you want, build what you want, modify what you want. You know, like and and, and you know while he's having all these sort of he's kind of speechifying why Gundam is the best. You know, gunpla is the greatest thing ever. We can see in the background basically like all these folks are kind of achieving their dreams in a way, you know, like, you know, Mao is reunited with Misaki and, and he's finally not a sad sack about that anymore. Fellini and Carrara are having a good time fighting each other yeah. and stuff. Yeah. 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 And basically like the, it, it, the way everybody is turning out, you know, like Gunpla Idol Kirara ends up performing a live show, you know, all these fighters that have, been fighting each other in matches or, you know, reuniting and kind of, you know, buds and everything like that, you know, there's even this, this kind of funny scene where Rinko Lori is getting her boobs sniffed by Master Chinon, you know, to her horror and everything like that, and uh, Mr. Rowell basically steps yeah, can, in. Can you really blame the guy, though? Just, I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 I, I think I would, well, I don't know if I'd be sniffing them, I think, uh, <laughs> I think I'd be doing something else with the boobs, but, you know, but anyway, Mr. Rawl comes to the rescue, and then Takashi Lori finally shows up and everything, and we've got a, a father and mother and a son reuniting and everything like that. The one thing I actually, like, skipped over, and maybe you guys want to talk about this for a little bit, but there was this the crazy thing that happened. They're like, it was a unofficial free match that no one was expecting. And uh, Sai and Reiji basically decide to fight one another. And Reiji is using his beginning Gundam, and Sai is using the build Gundam Mach 2 and everything. And they, they you know, have this match where they fight one another. I mean, it, it, it's very undefined how it ends. Like, it ends in a big flash of light, and as they're kind of fighting you know, hand in hand and, and fist for fist and all that kind of stuff. I, I was in my notes. I just kind of had like, they go all broke back on gunpla, you know, cause they're, they got this line where it's like, <laughs> I can't quit you gunpla battle. For you are serious business. You know, like I can't quit you, you know, like, so, and, and basically it, I, it, I, I think it's a nice scene because it sort of exemplifies how it gets all the crowd excited for Gunpla, like, because Isla's like, I want a Gunpla battle now. Like, look at how awesome and how much fun they're having. Like, I want to have that that fun, too, you know? And that's that's kind of what, what Yuki is about as well, you know? Like, about sort of giving the joy of Gundam to to the masses, you know? Like, giving the joy of Gundam to everyone, or or, or I guess having people you know, find the same joy that he finds in it, you know, as much as he does. Yeah, you know? it's like enjoying your fucking hobby, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like... It's, 
it's nice to see too that like Say's finally like sort of almost caught up with Reiji in terms of like fighting and stuff. Like he's actually yeah, learned yeah. a lot. Yeah, they mentioned that that you know he's been along the ride this whole time, and they're they're both equally adept in their own way. Like I think you know Reiji is still the the improviser. He's still the fiery young man. He's willing to do a bunch of things to get the fight done and everything, and he's naturally adept at, at fighting, you know, whereas, you know, Sai's kind of more the tactician, he's more the strategist, he's more the the prowl, cyclops, even Batman, whatever type you want to call, because he's the one, you know, throwing the 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 colored steam in the way and, and doing all this kind of uh, oh, dude, you know, cool the, tactics and everything. Doing the absorb shield, all that shit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's it, they they both kind of play to their strengths and everything. Yeah, which is really good too because like, you know, I mean, not to get too like you know into the story, but that's what you should do when you watch a show. Is like Ray and uh, Reiji and uh, Sai fighting each other is only going to make them better fighters because you know they're going to like fight each other and be like, oh, I see what you're thinking, Sai, and you know, like, I see what you're thinking, Reiji, like when you fight. And that's just going to make them a better team, you know? I mean... Yeah, yeah, that's true. It, it, yeah, it, 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 at some point, you don't have to have that because they are a team. But it also is kind of like... Uh, this is not on the same level. I'm just saying it's a comparative thing. It's kind of like Rocky and Apollo Creed. You know, it's like they start off as enemies, which they didn't. You know, Cy and Reggie are friends from the beginning. But at at the end of uh, Rocky Three, I think they both fight, and it's like you know, like you know, you want to do this? Yeah, come on, ding ding. You know, it's like they're doing it for fun, but they're going to learn something from it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's interesting. They they opted not to answer like who would win in a fight. Like you don't really. Oh no, get yeah, that, 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 that would kill the show. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to yeah. have like. Sai kick Reiji's ass, or Reiji kick Sai's ass, because they they are a team and they have to go into it together. So you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't want that that definitive outcome, you know? Okay, so so we've 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 held off long enough. We can talk about what Isla made and what <laughs> Mao made because these these are pretty cool. Yeah, Isla makes well with China's help. Isla makes what they're calling the Miss Sazabi, yeah. <laughs> which I guess is a girly purple version of, of the Sazabi. And Mao, I was like, Mao, yeah! I was like, Mao. Mao makes the Crossbone Gundam Mao X. So I was like, that's pretty That's pretty sweet. I, 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 I was pretty hyped about that, because I haven't seen, well, I haven't read the, the, the Crossbone ma- manga but the crossbone design is so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, it looks very cool. It keeps yeah. like that X theme he had with the X, yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah, too. Yeah, and that 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 is really cool. And like, I, I I'm not going to say this because I know we've got a couple episodes to go before we finish this. But Gundam Builders Try is already out. And they don't go back to that. They don't really, as far as I know, Mike, I've only seen the first two episodes. But Mao doesn't come back, as far as I know, yet. No. His it's presence a totally is, show. His, yeah, well, like, his presence is felt, but 
Like, yeah. out of all those guys, like, there's only been, like, a handful of people from the first series so far, but... Yeah, know, and I, I, I think they would... Yet. I think they would do better to do a direct sequel, because this was so good. You know, like, I, I liked all these characters. I think uh, a direct sequel would have been better. And I don't say that a lot for a lot of shows. I don't want, like, you know... MS Team 008, you know, to have a sequel. I don't want Gundam Wing to have a sequel. I don't want G Gundam to have a sequel. Those you, were don't all... want, you don't want Gimpy Shiro Almada to make a comeback? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, it would be fun, but th- those stories were self-contained. Yeah, no, about, no, I understand. The thing about Build Fighters is it's, it's a tournament, and you could do this every year, and that would be fun, and I, I, I think they kind of dropped the ball on that. Yeah, but if you if you made a sequel, like I mean, you either run into the danger of it being like Dragon Ball Z, where Goku wins every fucking fight, and eventually you'll get pissed off at Sai and Reiji because they always fucking win the tournament, or you you know pass it along to like some other generation, and then you can do the same thing but have some tension about whoa, gee, who's gonna win? You know? Yeah. Or, I mean, they could think outside the box and, like, have uh, Sai and Reiji enter and, like, have, like, maybe it doesn't have to be Mal. I mean, Mal's my guy. But, hell, Fellini could beat him. Or, you know, genius fucking prodigy samurai Batman solid snake, you know, (laughs) (laughs) beat him, you know. It it, it would be fun. with the most nicknames, yeah. Yeah, all right. (laughs) How many adjectives can we put in front of his nickname? I, I mean... That's just me. You know, I, I I like progression. I like, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, I know Siren Rage, you have to win this time because that, that's, I mean, they've, they've had a good fight. You know, they've, they've built that er- character arc. But, you know, the sequel doesn't have to be, you know, Siren Rage winning. They, they don't have to lose, but they could be like, you know, holy shit, like, this guy beat us this time. You know, it was like, like I said, that's out of the box. That is really out of the box. That's like a lot of character defining, but you know, that's only because Build Fighters gave us really good characters that I could see any of these guys winning. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think I think if Cyan Reiji lost in a sequel series, then they wouldn't necessarily be the main character, though. So, well, true, true. I mean. Yeah. I understand that. Maybe they could uh, at least, uh, maybe they could be like uh, coaches for, you know, size kid who he... Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, you know, Fellini has a kid with, like, you know, uh, Carrara, and Carrara's and Fellini's kid is really fucking good. And that yeah. way it doesn't take anything away from Cyan Reiji, but, like, we have, like, you know, a new protagonist. That'd be, that'd be fun. Right, right, right. Yeah, but I mean, uh, that, that's just like, you know, like I said, outside of the boss thinking and like, you know, way too in-depth in the like, universe. But you know what? That is a good thing because this universe is really fun to go into that ideas with. You know, like you yeah. like character so much, it's like, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't, you know, be opposed to that, you know. It doesn't hurt your feelings if somebody else wins, you know. It's like, well, I, I could see that. I could see that, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not saying it could never be done, but I just don't think it, I, I don't think yeah. they would have uh, Cy and Reiji lose after they spent all this time sort of building them up to, to 
you know, head towards a championship fight, which you, uh, by this point, we're pretty sure they're going to, they're going to win it, even though we're not at that point yet. You know, I guess just to wrap up kind of the brief plot that there is in this Easter egg gunpla cameo heaven episode, we do cut back to Niels Nielsen, the man with the most nicknames (laughs) and Caroline, and they discover this underground passage once they follow the truck. And then they end up finding that there's this big center underneath the world tournament stage, and it's got a giant Plasky particle crystal. But then all of a sudden, Miss Baker shows up, and she's got a bunch of goons, and much as she indicated when she first had a sit-down with Niels Nielsen, when, you know, when she was thinking to herself, like, I cannot let him get the secrets or whatever. It looks like she's either going to hold them hostage or maybe she's going to try to kill them. I don't know what she's going to do, but basically she's like, I cannot let you leave here. You know, Gutpla has actually turned into actual serious business. Yeah. Yeah. It's actual serious business. It's not just like, Oh, I was, it could be like the next episode. She's like, Oh, I was just kidding. You guys can go. But right now it looks like she's got a, you know, gunpoint or something and they're not able to leave. We do have the famous after credits sequence and the cameo sort of uh, Easter egg stuff does not stop even in the after credits. Basically, we open on the actual day of the final match of the tournament and everybody is watching and everyone is pretty shocked. Like, they've got this surprised look on their face. And basically, it's because... The amazing Exia looks like a big purpley pink thing or whatever, and the Majin, Majin Kawaguchi, is there telling Sai and Reiji it is time to duel, and he's in his Setsuna F Sei cosplay. So that's a scarf and all that. Yeah, that's basically how it ends. I was like, man, yeah, he totally looks like Setsuna. So he's he's totally embracing Setsuna. I guess I guess the Char thing is no good anymore. Yeah, we we, we got two episodes left. So, yeah, it's definitely building to a head. So, yeah, I am Gundam. Yeah, so I'm excited. I mean, this was this was such a fun episode, like with the. All the cameos and Easter eggs and everything like that. I was, uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm a sucker for stuff like that, like all the Where's Waldo stuff. But it was, it was very, very fun. Well, yeah. well, like I said, this, this is like the filler episode you want. This is like this the filler like, episode, yeah, where you like, you're like excited, yeah. This is like the take a breath episode before, like you know, some the next couple are pretty like heavy as in in so far as like this show gets heavy. But, you know, this is, like, the fun, like, you know, before we get into serious business again episode. And it's not like there isn't serious business in this episode either with, like, Niels's, like, plot line. But. Yeah. 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 But, but yeah, but like I said, this this was much better than last episode. Last episode was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and, the, and this one was like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, like like Derek said, this is a more fun episode. Like, last yeah, you just episode, yeah. you get you get uh, you know twenty thousand more times of fanboy squeal. You know, like in this episode, you know. 
Yeah, if, if like you're somebody like okay, let's let's disregard me and Derek's like age. Let's say you've been watching Gundam since uh, Mobile Suit Gundam. You know, RX seventy eight. Holy crap, Tony and my senpai, who has been watching Mobile Suit Gundam since the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> who we've never met before, but comes out of nowhere. It's like, hello, guys, my name's Bob. I've been watching Gunpla since the 70s. And me and Tony are like, senpai! <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, but if you watch this, you watch every series, everything, and you know everything about Gun- Gundam. This is going to make you, I mean, not to sound callous and, like, kind of vulgar, Probably like, you know, squirting your pants. You're going to be like, holy shit, this is fucking awesome, you know? And not in a, you know, Isla's in a towel, squirt your pants yeah, not way. Even, yeah, <laughs> not even like, yeah, not in a, not in a sexual <laughs> way. Yeah. In, in, in a total fan gas. Wow. Oops, they've, they've knocked on my door. They're taking me wow. away, guys. I'll have to see. And you're warning me. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphorically. Metaphorically. God damn it! Oh. <laughs> well, She's no, this not is... real. She's a cartoon character. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works, right? So terrible. So terrible. There's uh. a single right now. Oh. <laughs> um. But no, like, like if you're a fan, this is this is like Derek said, a fan as a member. <laughs> like. Sir, open up. <laughs> God damn it. You, you gotta stop podcasting. Give me five more minutes, I'll be fine. <laughs> damn it. Oh, you guys, you guys know I'm on my deathbed. Go my gunpla. <laughs> no. Damn it. Uh no, this 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 is a fun episode. I, I, I really enjoyed it. It was like, take everything you like about a franchise. It doesn't matter how big of a fan you are. Even if you're like a casual fan like I am. I know a lot about Gundam. don't know as much as Mike and Derek do. They've watched a lot of later shows. But even me, watching a lot of the earlier shows, I still got a lot of like good times out of this. Seeing people I knew and like a lot of people I didn't know. But it was still like, hell yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. And there's not enough shows that do that, you know, where they could, like, tie in that fanboyism in a good way. Where it's like, oh, yeah. You know, just like, like you know, like Derek says, like, this kind of gives you that warm feeling in the cockles of your heart. You're like, oh, man, there's that guy, like, there's that guy, like, oh, there's that guy I fucking wish would die. There's that guy, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I had something else to say, but I won't say it. Oh, yeah. No, now you now you have to say it. Yeah, yeah. I was, like, I, people... I was gonna say Isla in a towel gives me warm feelings in my cockles. <laughs> uh, uh, see, I thought I thought we were in the danger zone with Kirara, That's but now it's like now now it's like. Total, total, like, we've gone past the danger zone. It's like, it's like, no good. No good, but, uh, no good. Eject, eject, pilot, Yeah, we're eject. like, we're like, gotta get out. It's like, <laughs> loosen up! <laughs> All right, 
So basically, this we we all basically agreed this was a pretty fun, awesome Easter egg episode. If you have any comments, questions, I'm sure you have plenty of concerns at this point. Please send us your angry, disgruntled emails at fanholspodcast at gmail.com. We are on our regular blogspot, fanholspodcast.blogspot.com. We are on Stitcher Radio. We are on iTunes. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr. We appreciate all the comments, likes, and until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC. Signing off. Hey, it's Mike. Hey, this is Tony. I'm checking you the fuck is Beyonce just by building goddamn plastic models. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> I, I wish my, my fiance was as rich and empowered as Caroline. I know, right? Carried a whip around for some reason? <laughs> no. No, I just want her to have lots of money and a butler. I need, like, an Alfred to do my socks. <laughs> All going to jail. Peace. <laughs> Okay, we have another Ninja Doritos file. <laughs> oh yeah. Hopefully in 2015 we'll get actual flavor called Ninja Doritos. What is what does Ninja taste like? Probably like nothing because it's stealthy. <laughs> it's like it was it, it tasted awesome and you didn't know it was in your mouth. Ninja Doritos. <laughs> it's like instant death. <laughs> <laughs> It's like they're shaped like um, drawing star. stars. <laughs> we green light it, Larry. We'll make billions. I would totally, I would totally buy that. Ninja Star Doritos. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> awesome.